The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. To our guest, Joanne Feeney, partner and portfolio manager at Advisors Capital Management. Joanne, it's the kind of day where sometimes we just set aside our own jobs for a moment just to uh, think back on um, something like the Queen's life and how it touched our own. I'm just curious whether or not you have any strong feelings about the British monarchy and the legacy of the Queen. Well, I think, you know, the Queen's influence clearly has been a, a stabilizing force you know, in, in potentially global politics, but certainly within the domestic dynamics of the United Kingdom over many different, you know, eras and, and crises. You know, from a, an investor perspective, I don't, you know, see a, a lot of, uh, you know, points to be made about about her passing. Obviously, it's a very sad day for for Britain. And I think the world is joined in, you know, wishing them uh, all the best and sympathies um, and uh, and wishing the best of luck to the new King Charles III. Joanne, Stephen Engel here. I need to pivot, I guess, to the markets and to, obviously, the central bank actions. Uh, we had Jerome Powell out again, kind of reiterating Thursday that the Fed is determined to curb price pressures, uh, stirring bets, of course, of another 75 basis point move uh, soon. Uh, the ECB obviously raising rates by the same increment. Um, wh- where, wh- what's your take on 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 the Fed and whether you know there's going to be a little bit of a, a backpedaling or is it full steam ahead with more rate hikes the rest of this year? You know, Stephen, I, I think the Fed and, and Jay Powell in particular has made it very clear that they are not going to back off the necessary steps to get inflation under control and to keep inflation expectations anchored longer term. You know, right now the five year five year out inflation expectation is is two point four percent. That's a great place for it to be. And, and they want to make sure that that remains well anchored. And so I, I think they've clearly signaled uh, that they're going to do another 75 basis point increase here in the September meeting. If they wanted to uh, convince markets that, that, oh, no, that you guys have gotten ahead of us, we're not going to go that high, they would have done something in the last couple of days. And they, they had the opportunity. They chose not to do it. It's really hard to make the bullish case at the moment. Uh, If you look at the inversion of the yield curve, an economy that seems to be moving towards slower growth and the Fed being very aggressive and and really hell-bent almost on restoring its its reputation. However, you know, the markets tend to surprise people all the time. Uh, Can you make the bullish case or is that really just too difficult at this point? Well, you know, that's it's important to be humble in the face of the markets. I completely agree. Uh, You know, I I think that, you know, people are recognizing that the global economy faces some real challenges. It's not just an inflation challenge, uh, which central banks around the world are are working to get back under control. But there's there's still real shortages out there, uh, whether it's because of China imposing zero COVID, whether it's because of the Russia-Ukraine war. 
Uh, and the energy crisis in Europe is going right. to have ramifications that will affect not only the continent, but also other economies that sell into and buy from Europe. So how, there are some real risks out there, and I, I think that's why we're seeing a lot of volatility, and we should expect it to continue. How deep of a recession risk is the global economy facing? Hard to tell. Uh, you know, as an economist, I, I, I will definitely hedge on that because very hard to tell. You know, in the U.S., for example, the labor market is still extremely strong. Uh, firms can't find enough folks to hire. So that, you know, bodes well for the continued growth in the U.S. economy. It actually makes the Fed's challenge more severe. But yeah. Europe clearly uh, is, is in trouble and has some real headwinds that uh, I don't see how they're going to avoid a recession. One quick question about the euro, and perhaps this speaks for really how much discounting we've seen of all the troubles. I mean, it's a very dire time in, in, in Europe, but the euro uh, actually is below parity with the U.S. dollar in the past couple of days. And we didn't even get there when the existence of the euro, I mean, it was an existential crisis back from 2011, 2013. Is there a possibility we've already discounted a lot of this? Yeah, I think there is uh, a fair bit of understanding among investors now globally that the world faces a lot of significant challenges to economic activity. And we've seen that pullback in stocks, particularly in European stocks. So I think a lot of it has been digested. You know, the yeah. strength of the dollar relative to other currencies is, you know, is um, is understandable. Uh, given how strong the U.S. economy is relative to other economies and the outlook mm. and, and how different that is. Obviously, we were talking about the eurozone uh, before the break, uh, and the ECB did raise their rates uh, by 75 basis points. Obviously, given the 9.1 percent headline inflation figure that we're seeing uh, in the eurozone, but uh, given the, the the stresses, Joanne, on the, the European economy right now, how, how farther can they go with with rate hikes and not just absolutely obliterate any chance of growth? Yeah, they are, are really in a sticky situation here. They, they have to get inflation under control because once expectations get built into uh, workers demanding you know, wages being adjusted automatically, once pricing starts to become adjusted automatically, it'll, it'll be very more, much more painful. So as painful as it's going to be at this point, they have to push forward with this. It's hard to see the way forward in Europe as long as the Ukraine war is happening. Uh, I guess it's a bit of a standoff now. So at some point, probably Vladimir Putin and, and Europe uh, will have some negotiation. It's easier, I think, in the U.S. Uh, to see, you know, getting out of this. Uh, and I suppose that is with inflation rolling over. And once inflation starts heading down faster than the Fed is raising, I don't know if you have a green light, but you'll definitely be thinking about um, – taking advantage of lower value evaluations. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think we should be careful to hope too much. And I think that's what the market did over the summer. And they were quickly disabused of that, uh, that view that the Fed would change course anytime soon. The Fed is going to wait for a lot of data to accumulate before they change course. I think they're going to continue to raise rates a few times. Um, but, you know, there are things investors can do. Uh, you know, there are income-oriented stocks, for example, with pay dividends uh, well above the market average that maybe a very good place to hide during this. And at least people are getting their, their income. And a lot of our retired clients, for example, really appreciate in the face of this kind of volatility, being able to have a portfolio that delivers a higher uh, yield than average, you know, 
And there are a lot of opportunities out there uh, right now, companies that have held up pretty well. And then there are some that have sold off that create opportunities for additions right now. Well, to my point earlier, Joanne, I mean, you could see the Fed funds rate getting up around 4% before too long, really within the next couple of months. And if if you see inflation, you know, moving down to that 4% level, you could be back in negative real rates. Yeah, certainly short term. I, I think that's a fair statement. And in fact, we've had negative real rates for quite a while. And then, so it's very stimulative for the economy. I mean, that's what firms really ultimately care about is what's the real cost of borrowing. And so that's why I think the U.S. economy is still relatively healthy. We have labor shortages as opposed to gluts. Unemployment remains very low. Labor force participation is rising. And so it is challenging uh, for the Fed to slow economic activity, uh, yet they really need to with all the pressure that still sits in labor markets pushing wages higher. So, Joanne, uh, since Brian and I are sitting here in Hong Kong, we'd love to get your hot take on China. Obviously, COVID-0 is the overarching pressure on the Chinese economy right now. And it's a bit of a tired debate saying, is China investable or not investable? But is China a place that you will be looking at into the beginning part of the year if things do ease and while there is trouble in the U.S. and in Europe? Well, Stephen, you know, I think China is clearly a large growing economy. It's going to be a place where opportunities will continue to emerge. There are clearly problems right now, though, zero COVID being one, the state of uncertain regulation that has really come out of the headlines with zero COVID cropping up, but still is a concern. We do um, have our toes in China and in some places where we think the companies really contribute to the long-term health and growth of the economy. We believe the government will ultimately be supportive of these companies, whether it's a Baidu or a Tencent, for example. But I think it's very incumbent upon investors to look carefully and see whether the company they're looking at can be outside the scope of regulation and really outside the scope of these zero COVID shutdowns. It's a very tricky place to invest right now, but there are some opportunities. All right, Joanne, I think we're out of time at the moment. Uh, I did want to ask you about the BOJ and whether or not we might see any softening there, but we'll save that for another time. We've been chatting here with Joanne Feeney, live on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, partner and portfolio manager at Advisors Capital Management. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.